All right, Abotai, the uh, Tariyak Mitzvot uh, continues, and we're up to the 265th Mitzvah, and that is a, a Kohen is not allowed to serve if he is a Tivul Yom, unless he has what's called Ha'erev Shemesh. It's a negative commandment in Parashat Emod. The Pasuk says, Bamayim Yuva Vetameh Ada'arev Vetaher. Now again, this concept means that there's certain types of Tum'ah that the Kohen needs to go to the Mikveh. However, the Mikveh is not enough to bring him to purity. He needs to wait until Chavim, till the stars come out at night, and then he becomes fit to serve again. Uh, in that interim between the Mikveh and the Chavim, he's referred to as a Tivul Yom. So even though he went to the mikveh, he's not totally pure yet. He needs to wait again. Now the shortest of the mitzvah, why a kohen cannot serve in such a state? The kohen is our agent uh, that represents us uh, and is the go-between between B'nai Yisrael and God. And through his actions and his korbanot, so we get appeasement and we get kapara. And therefore, the Kohen has to be in the highest level of purity and cleanliness in order to do the service. And Borei Olam knows that even though he went to the Mikveh, there might be still a trace of Tum'ah that God can detect, and therefore that can compromise his uh, service. So therefore, the Torah says he's got to wait until the Tum'ah totally leaves. Now, some of the laws that regarding this mitzvah, it doesn't matter what type of Tum'ah he had initially that demands of Shemesh. For example, let's say it was what's called Tum'ah Hamurah, strict Tum'ah, like Tum'at Met, or Ziva, or Tzara'at. Or even if it was a Tum'ah that's called Tum'ah Kala, not so serious like a Sheretz, he still needs of Shemesh. Now the law is if a Tevul Yom touches Terumah, the Terumah becomes what's called a Shilishi Tum'ah. That means until Siddiqul Chavim, the status of a Tevul Yom is a Sheni. That means he's still tamer on the level of sheni that can make terumah a shilishi and can make kodesh up to a revi'i. However, if a tevulyom touched hulin, it does not affect it at all because as we know, a sheni has no impact on hulin and therefore it remains tahor. Now there is a beautiful uh, piece from uh, Rabbi Hirsch, Shalom, in explaining the concept of Tevul Yom. And he says that when a person becomes Tamer, so he has to leave the environment that he's in in order to change environments, to get out of the bad place, and he also has to change his time, the, uh, the zone, the time zone that he became Tamer. So human beings, their habitat is on earth. So when they're going into the water, so that's a, a different habitat for them. So they got to go to the Mikveh, and that brings them to purity, which is a change of environment. And since they got Tamir during the day, they have to leave that day and go into the next night in order to change that as well, in order to say, you know, I'm a new person. I'm not, not, not related to the, to the other one that became Tamir. And then the Igletal, in a fantastic explanation to the first Mishnah in Berachot. The first Mishnah in Berachot says, uh, When are we able to read Shema in Arbit? Once the earliest time, and the Mishnah answers, the time that Kohanim are able to 
to eat the terumah. Kohanim that became temeim, and now to have to go to the mikveh, and they cannot eat terumah until Ha'erev Shemesh will sit the kochavim. So the question obviously is, why doesn't the Mishnah just say, sit the kochavim, does it have to give us this whole complicated answer? And the Gemara answers what it answers. But the Gletal says, because there's a connection between why we read Kiryat Shema twice a day, and why the Kohen needs to wait until the evening. And he says something beautiful. He says that when a person becomes Tamer, there is a lingering effect. And this doesn't go off right away. The Tum'ah leaves a Roshem on the person. Now, even though he went to the Mikveh, he still got to wait until the following day, meaning Siddharth Kavim, until the Tum'ah finally dissipates. So he says, and just like there's a Roshem for Tum'ah, there's a Roshem for Kiddushah. And that's why a person reads Kiryat Shema in the morning, the Kiryat Shema's power lasts the whole day. And therefore, he doesn't have to read Kiryat Shema until the evening, until that Roshem uh, wears off. And therefore, he has to do it again. That's why Haim Vital writes, we don't have to read Kiryat Shema in Minhat time because the Roshem of the Kiryat Shema of Shaharit is still with us. However, after Minha already, it starts to wear off. So therefore, there's a connection. Me'ematai, when do we read Kiryat Shema? Ba'aravin, which means, when does it wear off? Uh, so it wears off uh, in Arbit, at the same time that the Tum'ah wears off at the Tebul uh, Yom. So therefore, since the Tum'ah wears off, he's Tahor, and since our Kiryat Shema wears off, therefore we'd have to repeat it again. This mitzvah is Noheget, only to Kohanim that are males, Obviously, it only applies in the time of the Beit HaMikdash where there was service. And if a Kohen actually served in the Beit HaMikdash when he was at Tibul Yom, his punishment is severe. Hayav mita bide shamayim.